Alright guys, welcome to episode 115 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Eva Castro. And this week we talk about Beast, Saints Row, Rehearsal Season 1, Only Murders in the Building Season 2, mm-hmm. Multiverses, House of the Dragon, KD being stuck in Brooklyn <laughs> forever. Um, and lastly, gotta remember, be real son. <laughs> but, but first... As usual, start with some things we've been watching and playing. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I will start because uh, okay. you know I don't have a whole lot going on, but I can talk about one super briefly, which is to say that uh, I finished season one of Archer, so I'm on to season two. Nice, um, solid man. That's great. Uh, uh-huh. Like th- there were a few moments where I was like laughing out loud in my desk, so I probably looked like a psychopath, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but it's it's just a really solid show. Um, yeah, not much else to say. I mean, it's just uh, H. John Benjamin's great. Ash Tyler are great. The whole the whole cast, like they all fit relatively well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's crazy, and it's so great that you know they've been able to keep them pretty much together since then. I mean, you know, Jessica Walters unfortunately you know passed away last year, and I don't think she's yeah. in the latest season. But I think other than her, everybody's still there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to think of the moment that was making me laugh out loud was a. Uh, it's that he's defusing the bomb, and they have to call uh, what's his name, Gillette, um, mm-hmm. and and he's like over the phone, but the phone's breaking up, and he's like, "What model number is the bomb?" And he's like, "M," as in Nancy, and he like <laughs> misunderstands him, and he thinks mm-hmm. he says an N as in Nancy, and he's like, "No, M as in Nancy," and he's like, "Oh, I see how that could confuse somebody." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, I don't know why that killed me so much. Just an outlandish thing to mm. say. And, um, and I've always loved. Um, I mean, they still do. I mean, it's kind of insanely impressive. The the joke. I mean, the the main joke format is, you know, somebody says something and it cuts to another scene and it's like a continuation of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love that. And in you know the fact that they're still doing it, and I can't imagine it's easy uh, to do. So the fact that they're still trying and still doing it is is really um, impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I saw, uh, what's his name? Barry was in, like, one episode, and I know, I, I remember that Barry turns into, like, a cyborg, <laughs> a, a cyborg yeah. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, and I forgot that he was, like, a regular dude at first, Yeah, so that was, that was pretty great. He's, like, engaged or something, and then that goes badly, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, Archer, season one, I mean, I don't feel like there's anybody who's probably been like, oh, I've never seen Archer. But if you have, definitely give it a, you know, give it a shot. It's really good. Yeah, definitely worth your time. And, I, I you know, none of the seasons are very long. They're all 30-minute episodes. And I can say, you know, I just finished season 12. It's still pretty funny. Still consistently, you know, solid, and the adventures are still fun, um, especially now that it's sort of switched into more of a um, back to, you know, a mission of the week kind of thing. Yeah, and 
the new season just came out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I have it on my list to start in a couple weeks once the season wraps up, so I can just you know, burn through all of them just like I did with season twelve. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Um, so what what else have you been watching or you know listening to? Or... Yeah, yeah. So I have um, I have two shows and a movie, and I'll start with the movie because um, it was kind of big, um, and then a okay. third show which I'm going to touch on very very lately. But the movie is Beast. Um, it's okay. a new movie with Idris Elba. Um, and it's uh, co-star Charlotte Copley, who was in District 9. And it's directed by the guy who did a couple of small movies, like Two Guns and Everest, and a couple of small action movies a couple years ago. And the story is about um, Idris Elba plays a doctor who has two young daughters. And they're going to South Africa to go on a safari uh, to sort of reconnect you know, as a family. Um, mm-hmm. And they're going on a safari with Charlotte Copley, who's like an old family friend. And he takes them out into the bush. But then something happens where they get attacked by this massive, rogue, um, uncharacteristically violent lion. And that's pretty much it, right? It's kind of like... Um, okay. um, did you ever... Do you remember the movie The Shallows with Blake Lively? Do you no, I've never one? seen that. Uh, um, it's like... The, well, it's like that. It's like a like a monster. Like, you know, it's not a monster. It's just like a regular animal, but it's just like attacking them and, and sort of has them in a spot where you know they can't get away. It takes place over like... you know couple of hours right i've never seen or read it but it, i think that's roughly i mean without probably a supernatural element but like yeah. Cujo. yes yes without yeah exactly yes 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 without a supernatural yeah yeah um yeah yeah and so the movie overall um i think it's pretty good it was, it was solid i give it a three out of five it's like a nice b movie uh, you care about all the four the four characters in the movie you know you the scenes are really tense um <clears throat> and i would say the thing that stands out the most to me about it is you know how last week I talked about bodies, 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 and about mm-hmm. how you know the movie starts, and then once the blackouts happens, you're like in the dark, literally. Like you're like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? I don't know which side is up. I don't know which side is down. It's just a bunch of people with their faces lit up because of their cell phones and then like flashlights. Right. And aside from one or two sequences that had like these 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 cool like um, different lights, for the most part, I'm like, what the fuck? This is the complete opposite. This is a 180 of that. <clears throat> Not because half of it takes place, takes place during the day, but because the movie does these long takes that I don't think it, it needed, but it does such a good job of setting you up exactly where you are. So, for example, early on, they get to the house of the family friend, and they all get their pack bags out. But, in, you know, a normal movie would have been like you know, 180, maybe, you know, Idris says something, and then Charlotte says something, and then it cuts to the girls inside, like, unpacking their bags or whatever. But this yeah. one, like, does, like, a long take, like, from they take out their bags, they walk up. I mean, they're talking, right? They're being like, oh, you know, how's this? How's that? Oh, you like photography, right? They're having dialogues. The camera follows them inside, sort of, you know, you see the whole layout of the house. It goes to the back. They unpack their bags, and then it goes into the kitchen. And it's a good, like, two or three-minute take. And there are a big number of those throughout the movie. Like, okay. there's one where they go up to this uh, a pride of lions that are up on like this rock and the movie turns and does like these long takes that do you know you basically from the moment you get to a scene until you leave that location and it does such a great job because then later on you go back to places and you know exactly where they are you know what exactly so i was telling sydney i was like you know you don't pick up on it you don't go oh i know what the layout is but your brain picks up on it so that when you know somebody goes in through a door your mind goes oh they're gonna come out the other way and for them to get out back that way they have to come this way and that way right Mm-hmm. And he does such a good job of playing out the geography. I literally told Sydney afterward, I was like, see, that's not... if if Bodies, Bodies, Bodies had had that, I would have given it literally like another star. 
like just one more star just because of how detailed it was. Um, I will say though, doing those long takes does come at a little bit of a detriment. Um, have you, uh, have you seen Jurassic Park? The, the first one? Yeah, the original? I don't know why I asked, because I haven't seen any Jurassic Park movies. I don't know why I tried to specify. <laughs> I could have just said no. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, go ahead. Do you know the... Well, have you by any chance like seen the sequence where they're in the kitchen, and there's like these uh, velociraptors sort of, you know, stalking them in the kitchen? The, uh, the two yeah, kids. I think so. Um, well, that sequence, you know, it, it does a lot of cuts and stuff, but the kids feel in real danger because they move like they're in the scene. But what ends up right. happening when you have these long takes is that people end up acting a little awkward because they have to hit certain spots, right? Like if the lion jumps over right. here, if you want to keep the shot, the girl just can't run. She has to be like, oh, 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 and hit her spots, right? It, it's not right. Long takes sometimes people act a little unnatural, but just to keep mm-hmm. the, the take going. And I feel like that's what happened here where a couple of scenes where I was like, well, they would have run from the lion at that point, but they're still in the scene because they have to be for the long take. Right. Um, but nothing horrific, nothing where I was like, my God, it was idiotic. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, we saw it on Tuesday, like a matinee, you know, $5 at the local theater. I don't think you should spend any more than that. Like if you, if it's still playing by the time this comes out and you listen to it, you're like, you know what? I want just like a nice, also 90 minutes or a nice 90 minute in and out. You get your so. thrills, you get your characters you care about. You get actually these really beautiful vistas of South Africa, like these huge, like safari, like just and these big mountains and stuff. It's gorgeous. Clearly, I mean, they shot there out in the in the in the bush and stuff. If you want that, cool. If you don't want to spend five bucks, wait for it to get on Netflix or Prime or whatever. I think it's worth your time. I think it's definitely worth being like, oh, it's Saturday afternoon. Let's put on something. It's the kind of movie that the parents would like. Sydney came out when we were coming out of the history. She was like, my parents would love that movie. And I was like, I thought the same thing. Just like a nice in and out, simple. We're not doing, phys- you know, it's not like fucking like Transformers. I said on here before that I, my mom, she loves those kind of movies. And we watched one of the Die Hard sequels. And she was like, that was awesome. That was so good. And then a week later, I was like, let's watch Transformers. And about halfway, she's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to watch this. Like Decepticons <laughs> and Transformers and Omnicron cubes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So this is a good movie for for parents. Um, but yeah, it's a it's Beast, and it's in theaters now, and it should be. I don't know what studio it was, but it should be on something relatively soon. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna touch on just because it it, it popped into my head because mm-hmm. you said this is you give it like a three out of five. Yeah, yeah, just like a nice um, yeah, like a nice B. Yeah. So one thing that seemed to receive a three out of five, and this is uh. Much more of a uh, hmm. death knell is probably overselling it, uh, but you know, a three out of five. If you were to you know turn it up to a scale of a hundred, comes out to a sixty. Um, Saints Row got a sixty, mm. <laughs> so the new reboot is not viewed very fondly. Mm. Um, why is it? Have you seen it's had like a rehash? It's not very well made, or why? Uh, it, it's it's weird. So it's like it, I don't even know how. I don't know what would cause this, right? Like, I don't know what to put the finger... I feel like there's a few different things that could cause it, and I don't know which apply to this game. Which is that uh, it's... It seems like they say there are moments and, like, sections that are, like, perfect peak Saints Row. Which is to say that, like, Saints Row's never been, like, a 9 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, it, Saints Row, like, at its best is, like... 
an eight out of ten that has spirit and is fun to play. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like this got a six out of ten, and there's like there's there's parts of it. There's whole sections, storylines, where like it's like perfect. It, it strikes the balance like, and it's perfect in Saints Row. But there is so much just like regurgitated garbage in between those sections. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, have we? I can't remember if it was us. I feel like we have, but mm-hmm. like Assassin's Creed to one of them. Where you're like building up the city. As yeah, you go. It's, it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We we, okay. we talked about it because we were talking about when I finished um, Odyssey, and I said I love that one. I love building up that little house and two and Ezio and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you build up the city in Assassin's Creed Two, you know it, it, it serves a couple purposes of like yeah. you unlock new dies, blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. you have to do a similar thing in Saints Row um, as like you unlock like rackets, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're like, all right, here's this, like, hazardous waste disposal racket that you can, like, unlock. But the thing is, to unlock it, you have to do these, like, specific related quests. But it seems like all the quests for all the racket... All the quests for each racket are the same. Which mm. is that, like, when you go, you're like, all right, I want to unlock the... You have to spend money mm. to unlock the racket. And then when you unlock the racket, you got to do the missions. Once you do the missions, it's done. Mm. And it's, like, yours now and you're making money off of it but like the hazardous truck one is like every single mission in the hazardous truck thing is you getting in a truck and driving it from point a to point b without tipping it over right like Mm -hmm. then you do like and there's a a, another racket that's like it's like like a chop shop and it's Mm -hmm. like all right every single mission is go here pick up this car bring it back to this spot and it's like there's so much of that that people are like, it's just like, it doesn't have any of like the, the playfulness that like Saints Row, or it doesn't have nearly enough. It's not consistent enough. Um, one guy said, for example, he played like the, the preview. So, you know, like people are allowed to like get their, like a demo, right? They like, right. viewers get their hand on a demo before they even do reviews, but like when they first preview the game and it'll just be like the first level. Yeah. Um, the guy said that like he can, the the preview takes place at the beginning of the game. And, like, he said you can notice a, like, very obvious drop-off after a certain... After, like, the preview section's done. Hmm. And he says that basically it feels like they just were, like... They needed to put more content and more things to do in the game. And so, they just bloated it, right? Hmm. And, like, I don't know why they had to do that. Because he says, like, there's stuff outside of the preview. Like, there's a whole... In Saints Row, which is like a Grand Theft Auto, there's a whole LARP section, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you're you're like LARPing with foam swords, and they're like it's amazing. It's like the exact thing that you want to play Saints Row for. Mm-hmm. But once that section's over, you're back to just like kind of monotonous, sloppy. Just you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that it was given a six out of ten. And like even the people that are like disappointed, their main thing is like I wasn't expecting it to be a masterpiece, but like. I just wanted like an eight out of ten campy game that's fun to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little disappointing, but you never know. I mean, Saints Row Four by the time it came out looked like absolute dog shit. Like I think it was fun, but like graphics wise, the engine was old. It reused Saints Row Three's map exactly. Mm. Um. So like it it didn't look good, and this one visually looks pretty good. So. There's no telling how much, like how much of the resources, how much of their budget and time went to 
making it look nice again, and then if they make another Saints Row game, they can spend more time on, you know, the what they're aiming for, if yeah. that makes sense, so. Yeah, I, and here, like, the, like, yeah, your reactions, your, your reaction, and then, like, the reaction to um, Cyberpunk and shit over the last year mm-hmm. really highlights the ones that, the games that clear that. And I know not, not just oh, like a single sure. story one, like, you know, God of War or even Last of Us 2, but something like Grand Theft Auto Five, dude. That shit came out nine years ago. And if you mm-hmm. were to, I mean, I know they've upgraded it and stuff over the last years, but I'm sure if I found like a 360 copy, I'm sure it would look incredible still, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that the game never really broke, like even after, you know, three or four years ago, nobody's like, I mean, people still play it. I still see people doing like streams That's of so it. wild. And like, um, what are they called? Mods of it, and putting like Homelander into the universe and stuff. And anytime right. that you see like, uh, it's like, oh, we're doing this kind of show in it, or we're doing this sort of thing in it, you look at it, and you're like, that's GTA Five. Like you guys just modded the hell out of it. Um, yeah. um, and so it's the the first thing that pops into my head, kind of in the same note, is uh, let's see, just checking the release date. All right, it's not quite as impressive, but Destiny Two came out five years ago. And it's still like getting regular expansion. Yeah. People are still playing it. It's yeah, one of, no, one of my good friends he still plays it. Yeah, he's, he's, he does. He sends me like the booklets and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, me and a party are doing like a what is it like a raid or some shit." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 to that end, like it's not like just around still. I feel like for the most part, Grand Theft Auto Online is like kind of just around still because there's no Grand Theft Auto Six yet. Mm-hmm. But like, there are people right now five years in that are like. And I don't know if it's true. They could just be, you know, super fanboys. But they're like, mm-hmm. no, this is like the best the game's ever been. Like, yeah. <laughs> like five years in, we're like at a peak right now. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, so it, being it, it, able it, to do that as a studio is incredible, especially yeah, now that we've seen it fail. Exactly. Even at like the base level, so often. Exactly. Like Battlefield, it just fucking they just gave up on that. They're like, yeah. sorry, I gotta cut that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, like you know, we. we we take for granted stuff like that, or even like I said, the Last of Us Two. When something comes out, it's like done, right? Like mm-hmm. it comes out like fully formed, right? It's like I've said before about the Matrix, where it's like we came out and you know, it's not until twenty years later, twenty at this point, twenty three years later, that you look back on it, and you're like, holy shit, like that thing came out like fully formed, and there have been copies of it or people who try to copy it, but it just like happened, and you go like, how? Like, you look at it, and I mean, I still watch it to this day, and I've seen it inside and out a thousand times. And I'm like, this thing is just cut within an inch of its life, and it's perfect. And it just happened, right? Same thing with GTA Five. Like, I remember, like, you know, I'm sure if I were to go back and play the story now, I'd be like, this is, like, really good still. And yet, somehow, mm-hmm. the new ones now just don't cut it at the most basic storytelling stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's really wild. That's why, like, I'm, I'm simultaneously... Like, the most excited and the most anxious about, like, the games that I am still looking forward to coming out. Mm-hmm. So, like, God of War. If the second God... Like, if that thing turns out great, I'll be so happy. And then Final Fantasy sixteen should be coming out at some point in, like, 15. Like, I, I love Final Fantasy games, but they haven't been very good lately. So, it's like, I really just need a win here. <laughs> like, like yeah, I need this I need, to be um... really solid. Yeah. And, and so there's that, and I'm like, if that Street Fighter Six has got like nothing but good hype around it and goodwill, and I'm like, if I in like a six month span get like 
10 out of 10 God of War, 10 out of 10 Final Fantasy, and 10 out of 10 Street Fighter, I'm going to just fucking pass out, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to be like, I'll never reach the pinnacle again. Like, I'm going to just <laughs> fucking sell my PS5 once I'm done playing them. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, anyways, uh, Saints Row seems like it's kind of a flop, which is uh, a little disappointing for me. So that's that's what I've got with that. Um, anything you want to talk about? Some of these shows you watched? Yeah, yeah. So I finished. Um, I'll start with I'll start with the rehearsal. So um, this past Friday was the season finale of Nathan Fielder's new show on HBO called The Rehearsal. Um, and it was a six okay. episode season. <clears throat> and Sydney and I actually watched it um, week to week because uh, I will have, after the first episode. Well, I wanted to let it catch up like I do with all my other shows and just let the season accumulate. And then I'll you know, burn through it. Uh, but after the first episode, it seemed like people were going to be spoiling it a lot on Twitter. And then Sydney's a big Nathan Fielder fan like myself. And so we were like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just watch it week to week. We can join the conversation on Twitter because it seems like it's going to be a hot button show. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, boy, are we glad we did because um, every episode, it seemed like something extra crazy was happening. Um, so basically, the the, the main I guess, structure of the show is Nathan mm-hmm. Fielder, who had the show Nathan for You on Comedy Central, and who produced uh, How to with John Wilson, which I've you know I've fond about on this uh, podcast before. He mm-hmm. does this thing where he brings in people to quote quote rehearse a part of their life. So episode one is about a guy who has a deep dark not deep dark secret, but just like a a, 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 a secret that he's kept from his friends for a long time, for years, oh. almost decades, and he wants to tell one of them. But he can't bring himself to do it. And so Nathan comes up to him and he's like, hey, look, I will, we will rehearse you telling your friend down in like exact detail. He like recreates the bar that they play trivia in, the where he's going to tell her. He gets an actress to like meet the ladies so she can learn her mannerisms and then like rehearse it and stuff. And so that's episode one. Mm-hmm. And it sort of sets up the premise of the show. But then the, the rest of the episodes are about this lady who wants to have a kid but she's not sure if she's ready yet and so Mm -hmm. they he goes he comes up to her and he's like hey like would you want to rehearse it where we show you over the course of weeks what it's like to you know raise a child and so we'll get like a small baby actor and then a meet you know they pretty much pull like an seo trot like that raw doll book where he like changes the turtles he's like we'll Mm -hmm. just make you a bigger baby every time and you won't notice the difference and then you'll rehearse it and so that's pretty much it. And the rest of the episodes, you know, there's a couple of other things that he squeezes in there, a couple of other rehearsals, but for the most part, it becomes that. Um, okay. And it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's 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 a lot wider in its its scope than something like anything for you, or even how to with jungle. It's just like it takes like these big ideas, and you. I mean, multiple times, Sydney and I would be like, what the hell is he doing? How is he getting away with this? Like, what the fuck is going on? While the whole time being very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the season finale, the both of us, we were like, like, what the fuck was this show? In, a, mm-hmm. in the best way. Um, I'm so glad I watched it. I cannot recommend it enough. This, I mean, maybe it's just because it's like my kind of jam, but I love this. I mean, this is up there with... Like I said before, with like, um, you know, How To, Season 2, which I think was earlier this year, maybe late last year, um, Barry, uh, Season 3, um, 
trying to think of other shows that were really great. Mayor of Easttown last year, just like fucking the peak of television. Um, just really, really good and really, really funny. And I think absolutely worth somebody's time. Um, I was talking to my friend Haley this past week and she watched it. She caught up with it and she was like, yeah, it took like an afternoon because there's only six episodes, but each one is no more than like 30 or 35 minutes. Um, and they're all very funny and you want to keep watching like what is going what's going to happen next. Right. Which is the worst part because an episode would end on Saturday after sitting and I watch it and we'd be like, oh, fuck, no, we gotta wait until next Saturday. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's the rehearsal on HBO, um, the new Nathan Fielder show. And it, it actually just before the season finale, they um, announced that it had been renewed for season two, which I don't even okay. know what the fuck is going to do for season two. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, the rehearsal on HBO. Yeah, I've definitely seen it on the HBO Max like homepage, and I'm mm-hmm. like, e- just even by like the banner, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what the show is. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it, it's excellent. I, I, I wish. So you know how I said that it, it it does the first episode like over one situation, and then episode two is like a different situation that sort of takes up the rest of the series. Yeah, I wish you would have wish you would have done maybe one or two. I mean, I can't imagine it's easy. You'll see why if you watch it, but I can't imagine it's easy. I wish you would have done maybe one or two more episodes that are like standalones. I can see why that didn't happen because it looks like they filmed it some right before COVID and some after. So I can't imagine it's like super easy to do things that, I mean, the show is very much about, you know, human interaction. So you can't really have that when there was a period when you couldn't interact with people you didn't know. So um, maybe I'm sure for season two, you'll have more or or it'll be a little different, but dude, some of the stuff, Oh, I can't go into detail without spoiling it, but dude, like some of the stuff he like that he does during the rehearsals, you go like, why like why did you go through those steps and then mm-hmm. some of the it, it is incredible it's just absolutely incredible tv and just like it's like this toad line of like being like is this real is this not real and like does that even matter or like just <laughs> so 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 good um but uh yeah that's season one all six episodes are on the app um i cannot recommend it enough okay okay mm-hmm. yeah so that's on hbo max right yep yep and then the other show I watched was uh, Only Murders in the Building, season two. And this one is the one of the ones where I just let it build up because it actually premiered, I want to say back in June or maybe even July. Ten episodes, so probably, yeah, June-ish, I think is when it premiered. So I've been letting it build up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty great. Fantastic, right? Um, I was talk, uh, talked about season one last year when it came out, about it being like a nice mystery and some episodes that focused on people who you usually don't get TV shows about and in being really like a, a nice breath of fresh air. And I think mm-hmm. season two is more of that. I think the characters are all great. Uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez are so fucking good in their roles and their banter with each other. Um, and, you know, she continues to be great. I said last time that she was... It's like one of those, like revelatory performances where you go like i mean up until then i was like you know like, i know she's like a pop star man like i don't get it and i know she does music but like i know she's an actress but like i don't i guess and then you watch her and you go oh yeah okay i, I get the hype i get it now right um and she's great in season two again the mystery is still great you get um you know all the side characters in the building where the, the, the most of the season, series takes place are all fantastic um yeah i i don't um, what was the show that we watched or that we talked about where they got a season two? I think Hacks. So you know how I talked about how Hacks is the same as one, but maybe just like a little scooch better? I would say mm-hmm. this is the same as season one, but a scooch not as good, right? Whereas Hacks yeah. was probably like a 93 and Hacks season, or you know, season one was like 90, season two was like 95. 
this is like season one was a 90 and season two is like an 85 right like a little okay. just a tiny little drop down not because it, it does anything bad but just because um it doesn't reinvent the wheel it doesn't it's not as fresh right that phrase i would say it's entirely focused on the freshness of freshness of the show that's the five percent mm-hmm. um but still fantastic um and just like the rehearsal 30 minute episodes like just the fucking best um mm-hmm. so you can literally finish it if you have like five hours or do half and half one on a saturday one on sunday two and a half you know five episodes one day five episodes the other day um but uh yeah that's only murders in the building season two i think this isn't an fx show um so it's not on the channel but it is on hulu okay. and season one is also on hulu and sydney's actually working through season one right now um and i told her well basically because i told her i was almost done with season two and i was like she was like is it worth it like should i start it and i was like 100 totally worth it you're not going to be disappointed it's not like you know you get into season two and you're like what the fuck is this bullshit right Right. Um, but uh yeah yeah that's uh, only murders in the building and same thing kind of like with the rehearsal season three was announced a couple weeks back so they're going to come back next year um and i think they said paul rudd is joining the cast um okay. so that'll <laughs> be a, a nice little big ad yes yeah yeah so uh only murders in the building um mm-hmm. all right so uh the last two things i'm going to touch on are also both game related um, one of them is very short, which is to say that I gave up on playing Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, um, no, why? All right, so <laughs> this this is, it is because of the bad controls, but not even, not even how you would expect. Uh, but last time I was on here, I said, like, I tried to play it at awful controls, mm-hmm. and then, like, I had to go do something, and I just set it down. The the awful controls in that small section soured me so much that I could never bring myself to turn it back on. <laughs> like, like it's not like I kept playing it and the bad controls were just too big a hill to like surpass. Yeah. But like every time I thought about it, I was like, "Man, do I really want to try and fuck with that right now?" And I'm like, "Nah." And and I think <laughs> it's a combination of the bad controls and that the the first time I tried to play it and noticed it had bad controls, I didn't have enough time to like get involved in like any sort of story like basically nothing story-wise had happened up until the point where i was like all right i got to get off and go do some stuff like so my problem was that like i don't have anything like hooking me to bring Mm -hmm. me back and the only thing i know about it is that like it's going to take me a while to get used to the control so i'm just like Mm. no i think i'm good (laughs) yeah it's like even if yeah. Even if that very first, like, time I tried to play it, if mm-hmm. I'd have had, like, an extra hour before I had to do anything, mm-hmm. I might be hooked to the point that I'm like, yeah, no, let's keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that one ended so quickly and with such a bad taste in my mouth, I can't come back to it. <laughs> um, so that's uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 is, mm-hmm. is off the list. May come back to it at another later date, but for now, I'm off. Yeah, do you um, think you'll play, like, three or four or give another one a chance? Or it's like, eh, I just wanted to play two because of what I've heard. Well, no. So, I only wanted to play two because uh, I did this thing where I got, like... I ran was like, I really want to play the Metal Gear Solid games because I've heard they're great. And I've never played any of them except five. Mm-hmm. And five was just because I had a PS4 when it came out. And mm-hmm. it was, like, the only one I could have naturally played when it came out. And uh, I played a little bit of it and like... Knowing what I... Anyways. So I was like, I want to play the Metal Gear Solid games. So I, I have a PS3 that I bought. I actually bought the PS3 because it was like... I found one really cheap. And 
um, it was right before the first God of War reboot came out, and I hadn't played any of the God of War games in forever. So I bought a PS3, the full like God of War 1, 2, and 3, so I could play them before the new one came out. And then while I was at it, I was like, oh, I can... I found, like, a collection of the first three Metal Gear Solid games, one, two, and three, and then also um, Metal, I, Metal Gear Solid 4 came out on the PS3, and I was like, hold on, like, now that I have a PS3, I can literally play all of that franchise. Like, I have the PS5 to play five, and then I have yep. the three to play all the other ones. So mm-hmm. I played one, enjoyed it, and I'm not going to play three or four until I play two, um, just because I, you know, want to play them in order. Right. So, uh, I'll definitely give two another shot at some point, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just not right now. The wound's too fresh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that's that. And the only mm-hmm. other thing I wanted to briefly touch on was the, uh, Multiversus, uh, which is the, um, the Warner Brothers, uh, Smash Brothers, uh, uh, I don't want to say like clone or lookalike because... It didn't just straight up ape it, but like it, it's inspired. It's, it's a, yeah, it's the same sort of concept. Yeah, what's what are those called? They're like party fighters. I, I can't. I don't. There's like a specific name. Platform mm-hmm. fighters, maybe. Either way. Um. Uh. So they released their uh, season one update. Um. It's still considered in beta. I don't know why. Um. But their season one update. Uh. They announced some of the characters that you should expect to see in season one that they've added. And so, this is just hilarious to me. So, they mm-hmm. added... Uh, the first character they added was Morty, which was a gift <laughs> that people would... There, there's, a, there's a stage with the Cromulons or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? The big talking heads that listen to the music. There's a yeah. stage with two like two big speakers that can break, and then the rest of it's just them in the background like listening to the music that's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, people were like, if you have the property and you did a stage, like you're obviously going to include Rick and Morty, especially because the game... Like, it's recommended mode to play is a 2v2, and they talk about having, like, duos. So, like, you know, if you're going to have that property, like, Rick and Morty's, like, a perfect duo that people would want to play as. Right, um, yeah. Because they'd be so they inventive. Finn and Jake like, already. And... Yeah, and they have, like, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time already, and people like mm-hmm. to pair the characters that are in their own thing together. Like, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. Shaggy and Velma. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, people just like combining them like that. But um, they added Morty. Um, he's solid. He's got a few moves with his big arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where he like gets, yeah, yeah, when he gets, gets the yeah. mind of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a couple of those. So it's it's he seems like he's pretty cool. Um, but they've announced uh, some other characters to come, which is to mm-hmm. say, we know Rick is coming, um, which yeah. is again a given. Uh, Black Adam. And, like, mm. I never thought about it, but then immediately I was like, oh, yeah, they have a movie coming out, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that was one thing they did a lot with Injustice and Mortal Kombat because um, I don't know if Warner Brothers has any involvement with Mortal Kombat, but, like, they do with Injustice and the same people make Injustice and Mortal Kombat. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any actual thing there with Mortal Kombat, but it's probably just a working relationship. Um, but they, they would add guest characters. Like, they added RoboCop right before the new RoboCop movie came out. And yeah. added Rambo before the new Rambo movie came out. So, yeah. Black Adam was announced. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the one that's wild added, um, to me, though. Which one? All right, so the one that's wild to me. What were you about to say before I give you this one? Oh, no, just just the, uh, Pennywise. Because it's, it's their biggest horror um, icon 
well, not franchise because they're not going to make any more, but it's their biggest like iconic horror uh, character. Yeah, but I'm sure I, he's gone. And they may they may down the road, um, but it, it compared to the other people at the at the moment, it's a it's a bit of a weird fit. But the uh, the main one that I saw and I was like, are you serious? Um, was uh, I, I know. Hmm. All right, it's a, it's a two character thing. Like, uh, uh-huh. it's it's one character, but one of their alternate costumes is another character of the same thing. I'm trying to come up uh-huh. with a good example. Um, a bad example would be like if there's a Batman uh, character in one of the alternate costumes, like the Batman Beyond, because they're technically two different people, but they're they would operate the same. Um, so something like that. Uh, but it is uh, Stripe. Which I didn't recognize that name. Do you know who Stripe From would be? The Gremlins. Yes. <laughs> so they have Stripe and Gizmo as an alternate yeah. <laughs> costume for for Stripe. And the crazy thing is that Gizmo is going to have like uh, a a bow and arrow. Yeah, and... from Gremlins too. Yeah. Yep. He's gonna have a bow and arrow and a couple other moves. But they said. Stripe is legitimately going to have a gun. Like, well, Stripe is going to like, <laughs> yeah. Like when Stripe does the same move, it's uh-huh. going to be the gun, which is hilarious to me. Like this uh, game, uh, I'm going to be fucking Morty running around, and a gremlin's going to shoot me with a pistol, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's what a snub nose. It's a little snub nose thing that he does in the first one where he tries to kill the kids. He's like, he has like. I've, I've never seen any of the gremlin movies, like uh-huh. actually all the way through. Like I've seen bits and pieces, and I know like. Uh, some of the basic, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, I was just like, I was not prepared to get a gremlin in this game. <laughs> I cannot Gremlins one is a very, like, uh, just, not straightforward, but it's very, like, a, you know, monster, kid monster one. But the sequel yeah. is this, they even did a key and uh, peel skit about, or sketch about it, about how just ridiculously different it is from the first one. Like, bless them, because <laughs> it's not just another cash grab. But it it's a like it it's I'll send you the key and peel sketch 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 afterward because okay. it's like you go like what the fuck that's why when you're like wait he's the Rambo <laughs> but then he becomes like a gun it's like yeah that's the kind of 180 thing that the movie does from movie to movie <laughs> and I think the sequel actually flopped because of that because it's just completely dude it's a completely different tone in movie and stuff um, okay but. Uh, you know how it's like, you know, Alien, Aliens 2, Terminator, Terminator 2, in terms of, like, the tone and, like, action change? Imagine yeah. instead of, you know, horror comedy, it veers into just straight comedy camp. It, that's the kind okay. of thing that happens. So, yeah, so it's like, like you're saying, you're like, so they give me a gun, but then they also give me a bow and arrow, and he does, like, a Rambo thing? Like, how does that fit? Um, <laughs> it fits. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's uh, it's wild. Uh, and then, But then, I was like, makes sense, because I heard there's a Giz, uh, Gremlins TV yeah, show. Yeah, movie. Mm-hmm. In the works? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think an animated movie or an animated show, although I probably should Google the state of it, because I think it was supposed to be on HBO Max. Yeah, so I don't know what, I think what I read most recently, I don't know as far as where it's releasing or anything, but like, I think what I read, and I don't know how accurate it was, was that they're, the show, it might be an animated show, the show's coming out, and then depending on how, like, the show is received, or how, how much interest it garners, mm-hmm. they are planning to release another Gremlins movie. 
Um, so I guess, you know, if the show flops and no one ever even remotely gave a shit about it, they probably won't release mm-hmm. that movie. But if, like, people are interested in the Gremlins show, they'd be like, alright, look, this IP is still alive, it still has legs, um, let's, let's try and make a movie with it. Yeah, I was trying to oh, Google, yeah. I, I heard something about it, but I, I don't remember if it was, I think you're right, I think it was a show, I Googled something about it. Actually, just, I just sent you a picture of what I, one of the things I found, because I Googled, like, Gremlins new movie, just to see if I could find okay. anything for it real quick. And... I was like, oh, that's kind of what you should anticipate. But, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, dude, Stripe was terrifying, but mm-hmm. like, one of the best movie villains from when I was a kid. But nice, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, w, like I said, WB, I'm excited to see what they do with the multiverses just because it's basically everything that was in the new uh, Space Jam movie. Everything on the mm-hmm. sidelines is up for, for, for grabs, I, I think. Everybody you've mentioned oh. so far is in the sidelines, except for uh, Gizmo and Gremlin and uh, Stripe. Um, but uh, yeah, let me see. Hold on, because there's there's a whole there's a whole thing that they they like data mine the game, um, and there's like a list of characters that they they're not guaranteed to come out, but there are files in the game, so they are at least working to try and make these happen. If that makes sense, like maybe mm-hmm. the licensing issues fall out and they're not able to make it work, but they're all currently, you know, attempted to be in here. Ready, ready for some mm-hmm. of these at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin the Martian, that's a good one. That's a good uh, one. Joker, uh, Raven, and Nubia, some other DC comic character I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Gandalf and Legolas. <laughs> okay, so. okay. Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. Um, Fred Flintstone. Johnny Bravo. Okay. He was in he was in the sidelines. Yep, yep. Ben Ten. Oh, that'd be good. That could be, that could, yeah. Godzilla King was in King Kong was in the Space Jam. Mad Max. <laughs> the 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 boys, the war boys were in Space Jam, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Mad Max. Um, Neo, Scorpion, and Sub Zero, just Mortal Kombat characters, probably yeah. again that working relationship. Um, oh, one of the ones that they say they're like pretty sure is coming is Emmett from the Lego movie, which is oh. solid. <laughs> That's a solid yeah. pick to throw in that game. Um, and then apparently there's some some files in there for Naruto. Um, I think. You know, I think Ooh. that's probably just a, a guest character. But so basically, like it sounds like they're gonna be like it's a fighting game for everybody except Nintendo and Disney, aka the two more lit- most litigious bastards to ever walk this earth. So exactly, <laughs> like, like Warner Brothers, is like we can make anything work with anybody except for except like, for don't... Disney we... and Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> how insane? With that being said, how insane is it that Square Enix was allowed to make a game? That had Sephiroth, Cloud, Mickey Mouse, like uh, Goofy, yeah. Donald Duck, like like how a toy, a toy, yeah, Woody, Buzz, I think are in it, right? Yeah. How did they get the How did they get the green light on that? Like, exactly. Is there like, any chance have... that Disney would green light that now? No. no <laughs> like I no. do not. Feel you have to like, come and be like, like if it wasn't exactly already an established thing that worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, like if they if Kingdom Hearts one hadn't already come out and been you know great, I feel like they'd be like, I don't know about all this. <laughs> you, yeah, you're out here bugging right now. Yeah, it's kind of like how I said, like you know how um, they had that Mario movie coming out and Illumination. Their pitch must have been incredible for them to say, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Right? I feel like that's right. probably what it was. Where Square Enix's pitch must have been like the, the, the motherfuckers at Disney must have stood up and just clapped, and be like, yes. 
take them. Take the IP. We'll, we'll let you use it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, it, yeah, they, and the thing is, the game did turn out to be that way. <laughs> like, it wasn't a flop at all. I was like, no, nah, people were like, no, this is the best shit ever. I can't believe yeah. they did it. <laughs> and loyal um, fans, to this day. Yeah. To this day. So, yeah, and that, that shit is the most impossible thing to follow. Uh, there's, like, so many memes about how, like, convoluted that story is. And people were still just, oh, like, yes. here fighting for it. Um, yeah. Mm. But yeah, so that was a uh, multiverses again, free to play. So like anybody can download it and play it. I, I would love for more people to play it. So I have one, I have people to play with, and two, I just think it's a genuinely ridiculous and fun time. Yeah, um, I, I so definitely. I, I'll probably yeah, download it um, tomorrow during work. I have heard great things. I do see people talking about it on Twitter, and like it seems like it's picking up steam. So I'm I'm glad that it's you know all this effort being put into. Um, you know, characters and the designs and stuff isn't going to waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people were pretty. Some there were some people pretty upset with like the season one like uh, battle pass. Um, but like ultimately, I I saw it and I was kind of like upset also. Like I I didn't even buy it, but I just saw it and I was like, that's kind of a whack one. But I'm like season one of a game that's free to play and you know. It just started, so maybe they're not, you know, as the seasons go by, maybe they'll do a better job of putting content that people want in it so that people are willing to pay. Um, and I was like, you know what, it's fine. I'll just skip season one and I'll still feel good about the game. And that's what's happened, right? Like, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't worry about buying the premium battle pass. And I was like, all right, I'm still having fun playing it. So I guess that's fine. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Multiverses. Definitely give it a shot. Nice. Thanks. We'll do. All right. So, what else? You anything else you've watched? Um, um, no. Yeah. Just real quick before we move on to the next like a big big topic. Um, I started House of the Dragon, which is the new mm-hmm. Game of Thrones prequel. Um, this is also one that Sydney and I are going to do week to week for the same reason. You know, big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, potentially being spoiled on Twitter, and it's a big topic of conversation. You know, it, it, it's fun to follow the conversation as it happens, and so we're going to watch right. it week to week. Um, and the, the pilot was, the premiere pilot was solid. It was nice to be back in the world, hear the same words. It looks expensive as hell. Um, I don't, it, it, it didn't blow me away like that first Game of Thrones pilot did, you know, 11 years ago now. Um, but it, it does a fine job. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, uh, people who have seen advanced screeners say that it, you know, it, it gets, well, it gets better, but it doesn't reach the peaks of, um, <clears throat> Game of Thrones, um, which I think would be insanely hard to. I think you know, Game of Thrones, yeah. especially if seasons like one through four, you know, peak television. And I, I love season one, um, even if it is the one with the smallest budget. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the House of Dragon. I'll probably talk about it here whenever the season ends. If it's ten episodes, or then it should be probably like early November. So I'll probably talk about it back then. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to you know shout it out and and let people know that I was. They got me again. They got me more. <laughs> yeah. I'm back on that dog food. <laughs> back on that dog food. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully they don't fumble the bag with this one. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised so many people. Like, all right. I guess I. I I'm simultaneously not surprised and surprised. 
I feel like there's so many people that are hyped for this. I'm like, how though? Because <laughs> like the last one ended so poorly. What are you doing? Like, why? Yeah. Are you, why are you putting so much faith and enthusiasm? Like I saw on people, people on Twitter, like, like I said, I saw it blowing up on Twitter when they were talking about it. I was like, all oh, you people are still down for this? Like, all you did was trash the end of the last season, like mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones. Why? Are, why are you so hyped? Um, but yeah. I guess it's just got like an allure to it that people, you know, can't quite pull themselves away from. Yeah, I mean, I loved, you, you, know, I've, you know, I said here a couple weeks ago, I mean, up until, like, the last, like, four or five episodes, I was on board. Well, there's specifically one mission that happens in the penultimate season that I was like, no. But from then on, from then on, I was like, no, this isn't the show I knew. Mm-hmm. But from then, you know, before that, I was fully on board. I mean, even the penultimate season, people were like, that was crap. You know, so I, I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And even the series finale, I wasn't as hard on it as other people. I thought it was rushed and maybe some things didn't quite mesh but you know you're you're landing a you know a thirty thousand ton jet on a tiny runway maybe you hit a couple of trees on the way so right um but uh but yeah i mean i'm, I'm glad people are giving it a chance hopefully we'll see how it turns out and um i don't think they've announced a second season so i guess they're waiting to see how this one does although it had 10 million viewers between all the platforms at first premiere which is i think they said it's like the biggest premiere of any show on cable or otherwise um this year so yeah i'm surprised they haven't been like season two coming you know next year <laughs> so yeah. they didn't give it the the avatar treatment where they're like oh yeah, have yeah. greenland mm-hmm. avatars two through eight uh <laughs> um mm-hmm. but, but yeah uh I, I was just surprised um Maybe maybe I'll try and catch up and keep up with it, but I feel like I feel like that ship has sailed for me, and I, I think I, <laughs> I I'm happy just you know waving at people as they ride off into the sunset on uh, on the House of Dragon sailboat. Mm. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's House of Dragon, uh, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Okay, House of the Dragon on HBO Max. Um, so with all that being said, that's everything we've been watching uh, mm-hmm. uh, lately. Um, we just got two kind of quick points to touch on, uh, mm-hmm. which is that one, Kevin Durant's bitch ass is staying in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> after all uh, that. Yeah, after all the fucking posturing, Brooklyn was like, yeah, the thing is, is your deal still worth, like, what? Like, how many years are on his deal? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, four. He's in a four-year yeah. deal. I think if we were, like, it was, like, one where it was, like, um... Like it Le'Veon like Bell. Some, yeah, it was like some executive was like, here's this guy showing Kevin Durant how many years he has left on his contract. And it's like, oh, 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 it's the, um, it's that clip of that guy showing, of Drake showing that guy something on the computer. And the guy goes, oh, oh, oh you know yeah. what I'm talking about? It's like a yeah, tablet. And he goes, so. oh, it's like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, Cy showing <laughs> yeah. Kevin Durant and he still has four years left. Whoa. Yeah. Um, for me, this reeks of something i've talked about here before many 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 times of that bit of the comedian who's late at the airport which i've said a hundred times on here before you know um he's wakes up late he runs he has a rental car he can't return it in time or else he'll miss his flight so he just parks it at you know the arrivals of no the departures departures yeah as the departures just drops the keys in there he gets a call at the gate and he's like hey man you gotta return that car and he's like well it's at the thing, you know, sorry. And somebody goes, hey, man, you can't do that. Okay, we'll go pick it up in a little bit. Because, like, what are they going to do? Not get their car right? So it's like, it's like, hey, right. we're going to move. It's like, well, no, sorry. 
And he's like, hey, man, I asked for a trade. And it's like, well, you signed a contract. So, like, <laughs> tough titties, I guess. I will see yeah. you in training camp. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, do this and that. And like, all right, cool, man. You, you know, do your thing. I went to Steve NashCon. All right, cool. Nice. Well, we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, dude. Right? It's like, <laughs> right. It's like what are you going to do? Right? You're going to you're going to sit out and you're going to look like, a, you know, you're also, gonna, yeah. That part of it was so weird to me because, like, the whole thing when Steve Nash, Steve Nash came on was they were like, he has the 100% stamp of approval from KD and Kyrie, and that's why he was brought on. And, and like, one year later, Katie's like, get that man out of here. <laughs> He's just, I, man, I don't, I'm really trying to piece it together, right? And I, like, mm-hmm. I can't come up with anything other than, like, I feel like this is going to sound so disrespectful, but, like, maybe Kevin Durant just isn't that smart. Like, like, <laughs> like he did, I, I think he saw, like, I think he saw LeBron being able to be, like, yeah, LeBron can be, like, all right, I want this guy gone, he's gone. I want these people signed, they're mm-hmm. signed. I mm-hmm. want these people traded, they're traded. And he's, like, you know what? Like, I'm just as big a name as LeBron. He was, like, I could do the same thing. And then he decided to do it. And it was like, yeah, the part you're missing is that LeBron is always on a one or two year deal. So like if they don't do it, he's gone immediately and they get nothing exactly. out of it. You signed the fucking five year deal. So when you decide you want to go somewhere, they're just like, No, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> like, right. Like, I think right. you're gonna keep it's- playing here. And it's like, why didn't you realize? Like it's it's weird that he was it didn't seem like he ever really had the leverage to strong arm. Like, I think, even myself included, but, like, I think when he first asked for a trade, you're like, oh, shit, is that going to happen? And then, like, you, like, really start to think it around, and you're like, well, there's no reason why it has to. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to have to play. Right. It only I works mean, when, like, like I said, there's, like, one year left. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, exactly. I, I can make this miserable for one year. But you're not going to sit here and actively make it miserable for th- Four, four years. You know what I mean? Of like, like, of like, not your peak, but like, definitely like the the hill, right? The crest, right? Like, you're yeah. still, you know, peakish. Um, yeah. And, and it's kind of like, I mean, we were just talking about, it, right? When you see something like Saints Row or something like GTA Five, and you see something something like LeBron, and you go, oh, all, every, you know, I'm I'm a top two player, top three player. I can do that. I can totally do that. LeBron can do it. Why cannot? He goes to eight straight finals over like you know two franchises, and then goes to another one and wins another one after that. Yeah, I can do that. What what's he special about him? And then he tries and you go, oh, okay, all right, I see it. Oh, <laughs> I, we can do we can do an open world game. How hard can it be? You just put him, you make him do crime missions. What like you know yeah. you do like yeah how easy how hard can it be? You put a couple guns here and there, you put a couple cars, but then you go oh shit. Oh god, our game sucks. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. That was Kevin Durant looking around at the rest of the fucking Brooklyn Nets. Like, oh fuck. No. <laughs> the thing is that that this squad isn't sucks. that bad, right? He has like a fucking all star in Kyrie. He has Joe Harris, yeah, who's I mean, you know a solid you know rotation core guy. Um, ben Simmons, yeah, if they can get him to figure his <laughs> shit out, he's really good defensively, right? He's the reason that Trey Young I, didn't go off, and they even had a chance to win in that game seven. Um, and they got a couple of you know smaller, younger pieces, right? So like, yeah. it's it's doable. It's not he's not playing with you know fucking bums, right? He's not 
LeBron in you know 2008 or 2009 or 2018. Um, so, I mean, there's a chance, right? He's he, yeah. he could make some I, noise. I think he's just. This is like cliche, but like I, I really feel like you can kind of see it. Is that like my man just does not want to deal with any sort of adversity? And I know that's like a cliche. Like you gotta fucking pull yourself up by your bootstraps. When the times get tough, the tough get mm-hmm. going. Um, but like, but like also for real though, I feel like he just pieces out when shit gets south. Like, yeah. like, like the the most successful run he's had is with Golden State, and it was just because like. That couldn't have been a better situation for him. Yeah, like, right, exactly. And the only reason he left was because I wasn't the guy. They liked Steph better. I thought I was going to go in there and be the guy. He's like, oh, my God, dude. I yeah. mean, I used to sort of feel KD, but then now I'm like, you know, more on that side where it's like, dude, but like, at a certain point, you just got to play and, is, and make I, a deep run without, you know, Steph and, and Clay and, and Draymond. Right, so that's the thing, right? Like, I understand what Kevin Durant's saying because Kevin Durant's like, or at least when he's with the Golden State Warriors, because you're like, he is better than Steph. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. but he's not more important. But anyways, at the moment, like, he is a better player, and I think he did a lot for them to make it so easy um, for them. But if you're like, uh, well, I want to be the guy. Okay, but when you end up at the spot where you're the fucking guy, don't just bitch and try and peace out immediately. <laughs> like, like this is, like, as is, is much awful shit is going down, this is what you asked for. You asked mm-hmm. to be the guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, I, it's weird because I, I, I feel like I'm always dick riding. But, like, when LeBron went back to Cleveland... Like, he was the guy. And granted, he brought Kevin Love and had Kyrie Irving already there. But, like, it still was, like, very immediately, like, if this doesn't work, it's on me. Right? right. Like, you know what I yep. mean? Like, yep. And, and, and it, it was. Even if maybe he didn't want it to be, like, the media treated it that way. And I'm assuming he had to know. And he didn't leave until he at least got it done. Um, And it's just, like, I just, Kevin Durant just immediately is like, no, fuck this. Like, <laughs> James Harden's gone. I'm fucking out. Kev, Kyrie's over here bugging him out. Uh, I just, I don't want to deal with it. And like, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what his, what do you think is the thing that would make Kevin Durant happy on a basketball court? I have no fucking clue. Like, I have, I mean, I have yeah, no idea like, does he just want to go take. play like in Utah and like nobody checks in on him, but the team is still somehow good? Like, it, it's like, it's like, I think he wants to catch 22. He's like, I want to be on a really good team. It's like, well, that's going to bring attention. He's like, well, I don't want attention. It's like, well, then you're not going to have a good team. It's like, but I want a good team. It's like, well, it's like this, the, the cycle. It's like, dude, anytime that you're going to be really good enough to win, people are going to have eyeballs on you. That's just the way right. it goes, right? Even fucking Cleveland. Nobody, I mean, I know they're a solid young team now, and they're kind of on the upswing, but nobody gives a shit about Cleveland. Nobody watches Cleveland. Joe Kim Noah. But when, hmm? <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. He's, oh yeah, who, who the fuck goes vacation Cleveland? Nobody said that before. <laughs> but I'm saying, like nobody, nobody goes. Oh, the, the Cavaliers are on TNT. Let me watch, right? <laughs> right. But when LeBron was there, it's like, oh, they're, they're playing. Oh, they're playing the the, the Bulls back when Derrick Rose was really good. Mm-hmm. Boom, yeah, I'm watching that, right? Or all oh, the shit they're playing the Lakers and Kobe's still there. I'm watching that, even though it's later Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like that, dude. Like. If you go anywhere, you're Kevin Durant. You're like top three player, like in the, right now. Still, 
it's a little uh, tough. Uh, top three is still a little tough for him right now. Top three-ish. Yeah, still. top three-ish. So, like, all right, real quick, though. Who are the people we think could be above Kevin Durant? I would probably say Giannis. LeBron and Giannis. I don't think LeBron's over KD anymore. I think uh, I think ultimately, like, KD's closer to getting you to a championship than LeBron is at this stage in their career. So, mm-hmm. I would say probably Giannis, Embiid when healthy, mm-hmm. and Jokic. Mm-hmm. Jokic, yeah, probably those three. And the, the, there could be more. It's just like off the top of my head, those are definitely like ones where I'm like, ooh, I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? Definitely <laughs> for sure, 100% Giannis. Yeah, for yeah, for sure, Giannis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what would where he would be like. I am happy. This is the best. <laughs> this I, is exactly I, what I want. This is exactly what the fuck I wanted. <laughs> this is the one they twist you, the hat on in the songs. <laughs> I bet you he starts the season and he he's like, yeah, this is good. You know, they go fifteen and five over the first twenty. He's like, you know what, this actually isn't too bad. Yeah, he, the whole tone will change if they start off well, and if they start off fucking bad, he's just gonna pout. Oh my god, can you imagine? If they, if they start off bad, it's I don't know why again because I just watched it, but like a joke they've done, they did like two or three times in one episode in Archer. It's like he's talking to Lana. He's like. And then she just ignores him. He's like, oh, okay, just pout then. That, <laughs> that's that's going to be fucking Kevin Durant. That's going to be like Steve right. Nash where he's like, all right, I need you to get out there and just try and, you know, cut the lead to 15 with like three minutes left. And he's just going to keep sitting on the bench. Steve Nash is going to be like, oh, okay, just pout then. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, of, of bench, I know this is a little aside, but you saying, you know, sitting on the bench, it reminded me of that clip of LeBron – where he's, it's like he's talking about our ball. He's like, is that our ball? Have you seen this one? Have you seen mm, I don't think our so. Ball? Hey, that's our ball. That's our ball. That's our ball. And he like <laughs> runs up and he's like, he's yelling. I don't know why that always makes me laugh. I don't know why. Because he's just like, hmm, that, that's, a, that's our ball. Wait, that's our ball. That's our ball. That's our ball. <laughs> he's like jumping up and down. Have you, you haven't seen that? I haven't. I'll I, it to you you have to send it to me. <laughs> also, just because you mentioned LeBron and he's a player or he's a character in that multiverses game. Mm-hmm. He has a move where he holds both of his hands up to the side and like angry like speech bubble is over his head like the J.R. Smith thing. He does the J.R. Smith pose where he's like pointing to the wrong basket. Yeah. That's that fucking amazing funny. that they put that in the game. That's very funny. It's very good. Uh, but yeah, so Kevin Durant uh, just he, he's fucking stuck in Brooklyn. I'm so happy. I, yeah. I, I man, I just I'm such a hater, but fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I bet you a hundred percent. If they, I mean, if they start off badly, I don't know what it's going to go. But if they start off well, he's going to forget all about this. Right? Oh, yeah, he's going to be said, acting like it never many, happened. And when right, every so, reporter asks him about him, he's going to be like, see, this is why I don't like the media. <laughs> they, they tell like to twist things, like saying that I wanted to trade, which I didn't, but I did. And somebody said, that, like, you know, something that people forget about Kobe is after, you know, right before the 2007-2008 season, he wanted a trade, right? And they didn't right. give him one, right? But now when people look back, I mean, I know he passed away, so probably they don't want to talk about it, but... Nobody goes, oh, dude, he almost left. They go, oh, Laker, unflappable, un, you know, uh, he never wavered in his commitment to the Laker organization. It's like, well, that's not exactly right. Yeah, it's definitely it's not they, true. They it, but... Yeah, only because they made it to the finals and he won MVP did people forget that. So I think if Durant does really well and they make it to Eastern Conference finals or even the, you know, the actual finals, I don't think there's a world where people look back on this like, oh, remember that? They just kind of like, you know, like, let it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but yeah, so that's uh, it's fucking Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, what's this? Uh, what's this thing on the bottom here? Yes, yes. So, so I'll we'll wrap up the episode talking about a new app that I downloaded a couple weeks ago, and it's called Be Real. Okay. And it's pretty much <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, how can I say? It's like just like a goofball app is what how I would say it. So basically, you're you're going about your day, and the app goes be real, and then it just tells you tells you to take a picture, and you take a picture, but it also takes like a front and front facing and right. backwards facing picture at the same time, and that's it. And so pretty much you show people like a little slice of life, and it's actually really cool. It's like the opposite of Instagram where, you know, Instagram people take a nice picture and then they edit it or alter it and they put a nice long caption and they go, you know, this is what this person means to me. Or like, this is, you know, I'm here in the hometown of my mother and, you know, she grew up to be blah, 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 blah. This is like, basically like, here's me cooking, whatever. Um, we're we're taking just... a shit on the, <laughs> on the clock. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like right when we were about to record, um, it came on and I took one of myself like recording like with the mic and then me just like with my headphones in. and that's it. And then people comment like, oh, where are you going? Like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, it's um, so if you if, if, if you're listening to this and you want to check it out, download it. Um, I know it's I got it about three or four weeks ago. And so when I got it, I, I had, you know, like five to ten of my friends were on it mm-hmm. and ever since then i think the number's up to like 30 something of just people because they can add you, you know via like phone contacts and right. stuff so um yeah and it's always cool it's like ooh, it, and literally dude like it, it last sunday it was it went off like at like eight or seven or eight on a sunday and literally everybody's it was just tvs and it's just like you're like oh this person's watching that show and like it I don't know. I think it's interesting. When someone told me about it, my friend told me about it, I was like, I don't want to do that. It sounds kind of dumb. And she was like, no, do it. Just download it, give it a chance, and then give it like a day or two and see whether you like it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's called uh, Be Real. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll burn out because there's, no, there's nothing really, nothing else other than just like picture. Here's somebody's picture today, right? Right. Um, but uh but yeah, I just wanted to touch on it just because I, you know, it, it goes off every day, and Sydney has it too, and she'll be like, it'll go off, and she'll be like, oh, it's going off, be real, and I was like, okay, let me take the picture, okay, I'm taking it of uh, my pizza, and she'll be like, okay, I'm taking the TV or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, so I don't. So here's the thing: I saw this earlier today, and I was like, what is that? And I like was just waiting for us to talk about it. It didn't pop into my head at all until I heard you say, "Be real," and the first thing that popped into my head. Um, have you had any reference pop into your head based on the name of this app at all? No. Uh-uh. All right. <laughs> Said that motherfucker Saddam Hussein. Be real, son. Oh yeah, be real, son. Be real, son. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to kill my father. <laughs> I don't know. I sent you. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to. I sent you a clip of Lil Wayne saying, "I'm gonna drop the Carter." What is it? The Carter Six. And they quote tweeted it with that clip. It's like, don't drop that shit. Oh, yeah. Don't, drop, God, that don't drop that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that shit was amazing. But I don't know why you said be real and it popped in my head. Like, be, be real, real son. son. Be real, son. You trying to cut my phone. So it was in a tweet this week and they were like, if you're over 30 and be real. Or no, it's like, you shouldn't be on be real if you're over 30. You should be there for your wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, 
Oh, man, man, I'm going to be 30 in like seven months. That shit is wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm even sooner than you. I'm in. Oh, so you, you turn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's wild, man. This, uh, yeah. Time, time's just slipping on by <laughs> with the quickness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode crazy. for this week. Be real, son. Uh, <laughs> if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.